Hello and welcome to Entertainment Talk's season review podcast of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host Dave and joining me today is Matthew. <laughs> hey, how you doing David? I'm very, very well. We switched roles for this because it's Star Wars, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is uh, your area. My area is uh, Walking Dead, and yours is yours is Star Wars. So, yes, because uh, we did this last time with um, what's it called? Oh, uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. So, um, I really enjoyed this series. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I really thought this was quite fantastic. Um, there's two. Because if I'm going to start off with my kind of rating thing, I'd say this is a must-see and a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't specifically talk about why I'm not going to give it a 10 until we get to the spoilers, because of uh, two of the small... Well, not really small issues. Two issues that I've got with the show are more sort of spoilery-related. Um, one of them's a bit of an odd structural problem in the last episode. Um, other than those two, like one sort of that's a bit more of like a nitpicky thing. The other one is a bit of a bigger deal. So those are my sort of two issues. Aside from that, I really thought this was great. Um, it's been interesting because with with, with something like this, right? Because a, a few people were kind of asking as the series was going on. You know, we got two episodes, three, four, five, and and then you know the sixth and final episode. And a few people were kind of saying, like, okay, there's not much, like, story going on here and plot and things like that. To me, this was more sort of something very Mm character-driven. I mean, you've got a new character to to develop in uh, Reva, and obviously you've got the returning characters, Darth Vader, uh, Anakin, and then Obi-Wan. And what's been kind of interesting for me um, with my experience of things over the last... but Specifically over the last week or so, is watching two sort of prequel based things with this and with Lightyear and they both essentially try to do the same thing which is to fill in gaps yes one of, one of the other things that I was hearing about like Lightyear was okay that was great but what was like the story purpose again with that it's more sort of how Buzz ties into Andy and it was a film that he saw and all that kind of stuff and this is kind of the same. They're both very character-driven things, is what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, difference in plot and you know story and characters, that kind of thing. But they're both trying to sort of achieve the same thing. It's a bit like with other other prequels as well. Like with uh, like obviously we cover Better Call Saul here. With that, okay, there's a few characters that we don't know the sort of fates of and stuff. But they're sort of like, okay, how did Jimmy go from this to this? And how's that sort of playing out along with Breaking Bad? And it's it's filling in gaps. That's the, that's what prequels are there for because you do know certain like okay we know Darth Vader's not going to die we know that Anakin we know that um, Obi-Wan's not going to die we know that Leia's not going to die um, and those sorts of things so and and with something like that it's interesting because okay in this we know that those characters aren't going to die and you know there's other characters inserted into the show that you think might um, but in terms of filling in those gaps and the, the there were so many great little moments and Something which prequels should aim to be very good at doing, which this and Lightyear both do as well, um, is giving you the giving you these little connective sort of moments, like when um, Obi Wan is having certain conversations with Leia and he's alluding to certain things that have happened in the past, or alluding to things that need to happen that you know how those things play out, and you can sort of see like with those conversations. As to, okay, he's telling Leia this thing that's going to be relevant to her because of these reasons. So, I mean, yeah, there's always the argument at the end of the day about, like, okay, prequels are just there to fill in gaps and kind of, like, some people say, like, you know, make money and stuff. Obviously, everything made in media is to to make money is the whole business part of it. But sometimes it's, I, I think it's about, like, how do you, as a viewer, what is your, what is your viewer relationship with these characters like how much do you care about Darth Vader how much do you care about Obi-Wan how much do you care about Leia and when you've got these big big characters um in these things and you know how their stories play out but it is about filling in those gaps and seeing kind of like those relationship kind of things and you've also got obviously the other side which is with Obi-Wan and with Anakin and you're kind of seeing like you know, you you got the failed master thing going on there because one of them went to the dark side, and 
how are they both gonna like navigate that after like their rematch and stuff and everything that they have um so filling in all those gaps and seeing those moments and things um i thought was really fantastic and it made me smile a lot of times especially the final episode really made me smile quite a lot um but also like introductions of other characters we haven't really seen before or, or, or certain characters like i was less familiar with so you've got like the inquisitor in here i i kind of knew a bit about him but again there was those gaps sort of filled in there um but no i i thoroughly enjoyed it i had a really good time with this show um how, how did you, you feel about this show yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I I completely agree with you. I think there is maybe less action than people were possibly expecting for it, and it was far more character-driven than I think uh, people were maybe originally planning. I think it did some fairly clever things with how they were handling the characters and went in a direction I don't think we were expecting You know, before it launched, because... As far as we knew at that point, Obi-Wan was basically milling around on Tatooine and looking after Luke. You know, that that's mm. rather sort of watching over him from a distance. So that was the most we really kind of knew at that point. So to have this sort of big grand adventure which takes him off Tatooine, I think... Um, without going into more spoilery stuff than that, but I think that... Um, was an interesting way in a direction that we weren't really expecting for the show. So I thought that was good. Introducing the characters of the um, Inquisitoris in, into live action. Uh, I mean, they've been in other in the animated series previously. So you know that was nice of sort of seeing those characters in live actions, and they're a slightly different makeup to the ones that we see later on as well. So um I thought that was that was quite good to to sort of see those that you know that bit of, of history appearing. I am actually reading through the comic books as well at the moment, which deals with the Inquisitoris quite a lot. Mm. Um and uh you know expands a lot on the sort of what Darth Vader was doing throughout these kind of periods as well, as well as bits and pieces of Obi-Wan. Um, a lot of the comic book stuff tends to be based around sort of the original trilogy kind of pre and post um, A New Hope and sort of in between A New Hope and Empire, quite a lot of it. So that um, it's sort of filling it, but they do some jumping backwards as well. So they, they, fill in bits with that and i mean so a lot of this stuff yeah it is all prequel things and you know pre prequels are there like you say to either fill in holes but either explain sort of something that was a you know a passing comment i mean the entire prequel run was basically built off a passing comment in a new hope about the thing called the clone wars you know i mean the the entire premise of the prequels is based around almost that one line um you know and they've constructed things throughout in you know star wars history in terms of prequel mm -hmm. and that's an interesting little spot of sort of you know a time period which we didn't necessarily know an awful lot about or certainly hadn't seen on screen in live action up until now um so yeah i mean I, I i think it does its job really really well it it expands <clears throat> and actually does add to the relationship particularly between vader and obi-wan it, it does give you more context to that um especially that the finale episode which obviously we won't talk about yet but uh yeah, I, I, and he introduced some interesting new characters, which I'd be quite happy to see a bit more of moving forward as well. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, um, you know, uh, and it was great seeing, 
you know, Obi-Wan back on the screen. It's great seeing Ewan back there. It was great having Hayden back there, even though Vader himself as a character is very much like the Mandalorian. He's a, an amalgamation of about four different actors. Um, you mm-hmm. know, there's a stunt person. There's a guy who's really huge that is the guy that's sort of in the suit quite a lot. There's Hayden himself and James L. Jones doing the voice for the majority of it. So, you what know... Voice, it, huh? Well, yeah. yeah. And... and you know he still sounds brilliant in it so you know that's that's going to be there's there's going to be when when james l jones eventually is no longer doing the voice for that there is going to be a battle of voiceover artists for who can do the best james l jones voice to right. keep this going i'm sure yeah um, how, how do you how, how would you replace a voice like that yeah. well yeah so. i mean it, whoever whoever takes over it takes it over at some point because inevitably i mean he's not getting any younger james l jones and so somebody eventually will have to take over that role because you know vader's gonna be around for a while yet um mm. that there will be i mean you know i hope he lives uh, you know for many many years more but it, it is mm-hmm. at some point there is gonna have to be you know so whoever does the voice where he's gonna have to be doing an impression of james l jones absolutely yeah but he's it, it was great that they managed to get everybody back for it i mean they they even um managed to get uh john williams back to do the music for it as well and he was sort of done with star wars so you know mm. um yeah it, it overall really really well put together interesting um yeah maybe smaller in scope than or, or different in scope to what some people thought it would be but i really enjoyed that series i thought it was uh so one other thing i wanted to touch upon is there's a bit of a, like a dialogue at the moment about um certain tv shows are either too long or too short and like how obviously pacing works within that and everything and specifically towards some some of these disney plus shows you know we had like six episodes of moon knight and we had six episodes of this and we got six episodes of miss marvel um and on a on a, a bit of a different note but related topic so i went and watched um we own this city recently and that's yes. a limited HBO series about obviously going back to Baltimore and all the all the horrible, terrible crime that goes on over there. Obviously, David Simon coming back, uh, the, the guy who did The Wire before, did The Deuce and everything. Sometimes you don't need more than six episodes. You just don't. And you look at something like We Own This City, and like when those credits come up on the sixth and last episode you're like yep you told the story you wanted to tell it was effective it made me think you know it it, it did what it needed to do and when the credits came up for the sixth episode for this i was like yep that's that's what you needed to do um you you told me the story that you wanted to tell was effective it made me feel things um you know it 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 did its job uh not every single series is obviously going to be like that and we'll see how miss marvel handles that halfway through um but what what's what's quite interesting to me, and if we specifically focus on like I suppose Disney related properties, when Netflix was coming out, because they they haven't done this for a while, but when Netflix used to come out with thirteen episode seasons uh, of a lot of their different shows, because they cut it more down to like eight and ten episodes now for their seasons, yeah. when they were coming out with their Marvel shows specifically. And it was 13 episodes, you got to episode 8, and you're still like, I have a bunch more, you still got like, j- just under half the season, and it always felt a bit too long, and there was always complaints about like, okay, this is great, but you haven't got enough plot to cover 13 episodes. I th- I do think the sweet spot is somewhere around 8 to 10, but sometimes you can do it in 6, and I think this did it in 6 as well. Um, mm-hmm. What what would you kind of think of like, that discussion, and, and how do you think Obi-Wan fit the 6 episode thing that Disney Plus is kind of doing? Yeah, I I think the advantage of streaming is you can make the shows as long or as short as you feel that you need both in episode length and in overall series length. So, um, I mean, we always said with the Netflix shows, actually, they were very much insistent on, you know, those Netflix series, those Marvel series would be 13 episodes. And there were occasions where you were like, you could take one or two of these out and it'd still work perfectly well, you know? Um, so, I actually think it's it's a better situation to be in when you've got full control over it and you can just say, look, we've got a story which is, you know, we think is six episodes long. Um, it's one of those things. Obviously, they've got a budget budget for it. But right. at the end of the day, if they come up with the story which they thought fitted eight episodes, they would have made eight episodes. You know, so I think with any of this stuff, 
particularly when you're dealing with Marvel and Star Wars, they're going to throw as much money at it or as little money at it or whatever the amount is that they need to to be able to make it work because they're very precious properties to Disney. You know, they're important properties to them. So then they're not going to skimp on it. They're going to do what they think is necessary. And if somebody comes up and says, actually, you know, this needs an extra episode or this, you know, we think this is an eight episode series, they're going to make eight episodes of it. And we've seen it with the Marvel's stuff. Uh, It just so happens the story they came up with for Obi-Wan was six episodes. It works. So that's what they made, you know. Mm, Um, Yeah. And I I think that is the advantage of the streaming stuff. I mean, we're seeing it particularly on Netflix with Stranger Things right now in that, um, you know, look at the episode lengths of that. I mean, it's what, eight episodes or is it nine episodes this current season? You've got seven and the other two coming out. Yeah, so it's nine. But the episode lengths are all over the place. Um, I mean, mostly over an hour, but some have been a little bit under and some of them are, you know, the finale episode is a full feature length thing. So it's one of the great advantages of streaming is you're not confined to 45 minute episodes, you know, 45, 50 minute episodes. And it's, so mm. I, I think it gives you creatively an awful lot more freedom to be able to do that. Um and just make things as long or as short as you feel that they need to be to tell that story. And, um, yeah, I, I think this works perfectly well as a nice little six episode season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like, cause some of these episodes are 35 minutes. Some of these episodes are 45 minutes. If you can give me your weekly episode of obviously in this situation, Obi-Wan, and if it's 35 minutes and if it does what it needs to do for the episode, give give me that episode, you know? Yeah. Um, your episodes don't need to be an hour. They don't need to be specifically 42 minutes to fit advert slots. Um, you don't need to do that at all. Um, and it means that you don't have to forcefully put in more stuff or trim stuff or, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, obviously, there might be extra stuff that they shoot and they think, oh, we don't quite need that. That's where your deleted scenes come in. But... Mm. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I just continue to not really understand. I, I mean, I think, I think part of it maybe is and th- this is more the understandable side for me is people that are kind of saying like, hey, they love spending time with Obi Wan, they love seeing Darth Vader on screen, and they want, they want more of what they like, and I understand that. But, but for me, when I watch something like that, and I think, oh, you know, you got Obi Wan and you got Darth Vader, you know, some of the biggest characters in the world, um, it's more sort of like. You know, when you fin- if you finish a shorter episode and you really, really enjoyed it, it just makes you hungry to come back next week. So you'll just come back next week and watch the next episode. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, on on another note that I've got, so there's obviously some like discussion about like okay, the canon of the show and what was happening with certain characters and how things line up. For me, who's like, because I really, really enjoy a lot of the Star Wars stuff. The, the only two sort of main TV shows I haven't seen is I haven't seen all the Clone Wars and I've not seen all the Rebels. But I've seen all the films. I've seen Mandalorian. I've seen uh, Book of Boba Fett and all that. And for me, with when it comes to stuff, because we've all got our own things that we want from these properties, right? Um, for me, it's a case of like you've got some very cool characters, you've got some very cool things that they can do. You've got lightsabers and use use of the force, and you've got starships, and you've got fun sci-fi, you know, space stuff going on. So uh, the the bare minimum I kind of do want from these shows is for it to just lean on that stuff and just be really fun. Uh, for me, Obi Wan did a lot more than that because uh, mm-hmm. it did a lot of great like character work and like I said with all those moments and stuff. Um, but yeah, you have like lightsabers and the force and other really cool stuff so um that's kind of that's kind of all i really do want to, i mean obviously i want the story to be well written and things but um i at bare minimum i sort of want it to just be cool and fun but like i said obi-wan gave me gave me more than that uh as a particular um so we got a, a sort of returning well, we've got obviously a few all of these are returning characters basically apart from a few of them um, what did you think of the, because uh, obviously we loved, like we said, Hayden Christensen coming back and James Earl Jones doing the voice of Darth Vader, obviously you've got different parts of that character kind of going on as you mentioned, um, and obviously we said Ian McGregor, really great as Obi-Wan, uh, so we got a new, because um, I've never seen this actress before, because we've had like Kaylee Fleming 
who's obviously been in like Walking Dead, and you've had her in uh, this uh, in I think it's Force Awakens as a young Ray. Uh, so Vivian uh, Blair, which is her name, uh, it, says, it says here on Google Princess Leia, <laughs> uh, but obviously you've got Leia. Um, I don't think we've seen her before, and I don't think we we haven't seen her as a young Leia before, have we? This is the first time we've we've seen her. Um, what did you make of her um, uh, perform performance and everything? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know her um, before <clears throat> this, although she has actually been in quite a few different things on her IMDb. She was in the Waco miniseries. She was in Bird Box. Um, she pops up in Mr. Corman, the Apple series, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in the First Lady, which is the Paramount Plus series as well. So she she's ha- has been in a okay. number of things. Um, but yes, I mean, she was... <laughs> born in 2012 my god i'm so old uh so yeah she's she's 10 years old basically i mean she's she she's basically 10 years old um and um incredibly talented just just really embodies leah so well uh you know embodies leah so well in this and um yeah i i thought she did a, a absolutely wonderful job of that sort of feisty character that we know from later on and just yeah, doing yeah. a an interesting fun young version of that you know really well done um as i was sort of saying i wasn't really expecting her to be such a big character this time around because you know that's where but that's where they went with the story so uh, yeah i i think they they did a wonderful bit of casting with her and um yeah she really really nails it and i mean there's some of the child actors aren't always the best i think it's fair to yeah, say it's difficult but to she, get good child actors um but yeah i mean some of them uh, particularly her, i thought was amazingly talented and i think she did a wonderful wonderful job with this yeah absolutely it was great to see her on screen with obviously uh obi-wan and everything obviously got the the relationship there and stuff um, and and sometimes for me when I would see the two of them on screen talking, I would I would think of Leia's message, um, mm-hmm. you know, help help me Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my, you're my only hope. Um, yeah, I think Carrie Fisher would have been proud of of this, yeah. this young girl. Um, of course, rest in peace to Carrie. Um, yeah, perfectly embodies the character, and I I think she was really really brilliant. Um, and as we said, like certain teenage actors are good. It's quite hard to get like good child actors and things because we don't we don't yeah there isn't that many of them i mean there's probably like like fam more family-based shows and stuff that have got like you know the the younger kids and things but uh, like we do family yeah. sitcoms and that sort of stuff but um yeah in especially for something especially for something that is so so scrutinized as star wars is and has so many eyes on it you know one of the biggest ips in the world and she's acting as one of the biggest characters in the world with leia um it was it was a very difficult job and she she really really pulled it off quite well so mm-hmm. uh anyway that's it for the spoiler free section but before we get into other things entertainment talk has got a brand new sponsor over a very recent sponsor we've mentioned on them on the last couple of episodes um <clears throat> so we're proud to be po- sponsored by manscaped uh, manscaped is the leading um men's grooming uh thing that you can sign up for I can go and get a bunch of very, very good products over there. They sent me a free uh, kit, obviously, so I can test out their products and uh, tell you about them and advertise them and everything. Um, for those of you that maybe aren't sure, you can go over to Manscaped's website and uh, put in your order. Uh, but good news, you can also get a discount and free shipping as well. Uh, if you use the promo code ETALKUK, that's either in uppercase or lowercase. I did ask them. They said either works. Uh, so E-T-A-L-K-U-K, if you put that in your promo code uh, at the checkout, you get 20% off your order. Uh, with Manscaped, so go over there, browse the website for yourself. Obviously, there's lots of different products over there all very good all very well professionally made as well uh which is really really great so etalk uk 20 percent off your order with that and free shipping don't forget the free shipping it's very important especially when you're buying stuff because sometimes you'll get to your checkout and your order will be a bit more than you expected because you've got that shipping cost but with this promo code you don't need to worry about that shipping cost uh so etalk uk put that in as your promo code at checkout and you can get 20% off with that. Thank you very much to Manscaped for sponsoring uh, Entertainment Talks podcast. It's not just for one episode or one series. They're sponsoring our just 
episodes. Obviously, we have a whole we have a whole array of them, but uh, they're sponsoring us across all our episodes. So thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us. Uh, we've got a good deal going on at the moment, uh, so thank you for that. And um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into the spoiler section after we do the housekeeping. So we're going to take a break now, do housekeeping, and then we'll get into the spoilers. But we'll give you another warning before we get into those spoilers. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right so recently on entertainment talk i've done obviously a few podcasts recently um i did a podcast called asmr has a twitch problem uh just to summarize that very quickly um there are certain people doing ASMR on Twitch in a bit of a different way that is kind of not uh, not not the normal way I would say that ASMR is done. Uh, there's a discussion going on at the moment within the ASMR community, which I've been a part of because uh, I've been listening to ASMR for about two or three years. Um, so yeah, there's a discussion going on that about that at the moment and the content with ASMR that's going on at Twitch. Uh, that's the best way I can kind of describe it without fully getting into everything. But if you want to hear more about that and my opinion on what's going on with ASMR on Twitch and also kind of comparing that to what's going on with YouTube as well, uh, you can listen to that particular episode. Um, continuing with my top um, best sort of Marvel and DC lists, I've done a few of them recently. I've basically done uh, the worst and best Marvel and DC TV and film. So four of those lists, so best uh, films worst films you know all, all those four different options uh, but the one i moved on to next was the fifth of those and it is the top five best marvel and dc video games in terms of doing top five worst marvel and dc video games i know there's some games out there from the past that weren't quite so great i've not really experienced those so i'm not going to be able to at the moment do a top five or top ten possibly worst uh, marvel and dc video games but there was at least five i could come up with um <clears throat> to put into a list for top five best marvel and dc video games and uh, number one might might surprise you because it, it it isn't one that you you might expect. So that's that for the for those lists. Uh, the Last of Us had its anniversary recently on the nineteenth of June. The game is now two years old already. The Last of Us one is I think nine years old, and Last of Us two is two years old. So uh, time flies. Um, but on those podcasts for the world of The Last of Us, I did what uh, one of those two of those pieces of content because there's four pieces of content that I put out, but two of them are video. Uh, related one of them is me looking at the character models on the game because you can go to like the collectibles page and you can unlock the character models like the different versions of the characters how they looked in the different outfits and stuff uh taking a look at the different infected you know all that kind of stuff so i took a look at that and also throughout the game uh ellie who you play as a course in the game adds to her journal throughout the game so what i did was loaded the last chapter of the game where her diary is kind of complete 
and gave it a read through because I had I hadn't actually done that before to see what was in there to see what she was noting down to herself. Uh, so I did that as well. Uh, over on the podcast side of those things, I did an episode called Last of Us Two. Um, Abby and Ellie, who has got the better weapons and the better levels? I won't get too much into that, but uh, you can see who I think has got the better levels. They're both both characters are kind of like set out differently. Um, so I, I sort of explored all of that. And then uh, with my six different playthroughs for The Last of Us 2, I did what I've called a completionist review, which is talking about the, the deep themes and the, the narrative and everything, getting more into the characters and stuff, uh, things that I kind of picked up upon um, through my six playthroughs, so I talked about all of that. Um, Toy Story is a thing I very much love. We have a brand new Toy Story film, or sort of a spin-off of a Toy Story film. Of course, the backstory, I've already mentioned it a bit earlier in the podcast, uh, for Lightyear. Uh, of course, it's the the kind of backstory for Lightyear. It's basically the, it's the film that Andy saw as a kid, and you get to see that film, which made him go, "Hey, I want a Buzz Lightyear toy." Um, so that was really really good. Gave that must see rating, and uh, it's always good to have Toy Story back in my life. Um, over on the the boys, the boys are still continuing over on Amazon Prime. We will have a new episode later tonight or early morning, depending on how you want to phrase that. Uh, but there will be a new episode of the boys. We've only got three left for this season, haven't we? Episode six is today, Something like that, yeah, and then seven and eight. Yeah, they started off with three. So, uh, but we're up to season three, episode five currently. Episode six will be out later. So if you're listening to this tomorrow or whatever, uh, go and check out the podcast for the new episode as well. So for the boys, uh, have you been enjoying that this season so far? Yes, I have been really enjoying it. Interestingly, the uh, the long-awaited Hero-gasm episode apparently comes with a warning to say this episode should not be watched by anybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really interested to see how they handle that because in the comic books, that is a very, very out-there event. So, um, yeah, that's going to be intriguing to see on screen. Mm, definitely. Uh, over on the film review side of things, I did a skip rating for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which a lot of people seem to enjoy. I really, really wanted to enjoy it a lot more than I did. I really gave it the college try, if that's the phrase you want to go with. <laughs> um, but I, I, it just didn't work for me at all. I'm really disappointed that it didn't because I wanted to enjoy it more. Uh, and I gave my reasons as to why on the episode. I did another Why You Should Watch podcast as well. This one's for Barry. Barry's concluded it's third season renewed for a fourth on hbo really really great stuff over there uh that basically is an episode designed to give you a spoiler free discussion on the show me to sort of tell you who's in it what it's even about where you can watch it and the individual qualities of the show um and uh, that's pretty much everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms uh so we're going to get into spoilers for obi-wan now uh, David, I'll kick it over to you in a second. But if you've not seen Obi-Wan and you don't want to know what happens here, of course, we know how these characters eventually end up. But if you don't want to know specific spoilers for this, uh, press pause, mute, back, homepage, click it off, play some music, watch some ASMR, do whatever you need to do. Or visit Manscaped if you want to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, David, I'll kick it over to you. What do you want to talk about uh, first with um, with Obi-Wan? Um, where do we kick off? I, I guess we start off with the, the sort of characters and where we went with the first episode. Because as I was sort of saying before, I what, what you kind of, when they first announced this, you kind of assumed that this was going to be, oh, uh, you know, Obi-Wan on Tatooine and, you know, it's going to be involving Luke and that's going to be more of a kind of thing. It's going to be something around sort of based around Tatooine and then that opening episode takes him off world and you know Mm. Leia gets kidnapped Leia gets kidnapped and it takes him off world and you end up with this sort of you know romp through the galaxy um, which I thought was a really interesting and different direction for them to go with this Um, so yeah, I, I really like that setup of it and where we kind of find Obi-Wan are very much being in hiding, you know, and mm. sort of trying to keep his distance from Luke, but also still sort of trying to convince his uncle, particularly, that, you know, the kid needs to be trained, you know, and mm. that obviously comes full circle at the end with him like no he needs to be a boy but um yeah, I lo- yeah I love so that. shows you where the conversation Obi- between the yeah. two of them 
about um because owen's saying he's saying to owen like the boy needs to be trained and he's like what like what you did with the, with his father it's like yeah. wow you're not entirely wrong though but yeah yeah, yeah still. No, like a serious burn i mean yes that's that's like um that was a great line there as well it's like oh um but yeah i mean he's entirely right you know it didn't go all that well for obi-wan last time so yeah um mm-hmm but I think it adds to an interesting bit of character development. I've seen a number of stories of like saying, well, it doesn't really add anything. And it does. I mean, you know, it, it shows sort of starts off with Obi-Wan being very much, you know, keep his head down, keep out of the way. And what you're seeing with this is Obi-Wan kind of starting to find his place a little bit more rather than just hiding out which is what he, you see, apparently been doing for the past 10 years. You know, by the end of it, when you get to that final episode, you are actually seeing some development there. Um, And you also are seeing, uh, you know, I've seen a few stories sort of saying, well, it doesn't do anything to the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin slash Vader. And it does. I mean, you know, that the final episode particularly, I think, does put a full stop because Obi-Wan has obviously had a lot of guilt about what he did to his friend and you know necessarily at the time obviously but he's still carrying that and I think that final battle does actually change that perspective for him because you know Anakin comes out at the end and goes you know Anakin Skywalker is gone. I'm what remains. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. Sort of really bullet pointing that kind of, you Mm. know, it wasn't Obi-Wan's fault. It was this, you know, it was a choice Anakin made. And I think the character sort of needed to hear that, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, that I thought was was quite interesting. Mm. Especially with that shot. Um, once he cuts off the half of his helmet and like the way Obi-Wan's looking at him and everything and that that that's when he has that bit of a change of mind isn't it or a bit, bit of a sort of change um, so I thought that was again that, that as I mentioned with the whole moments thing that really added to that as well I thought um, because when you kind of start the this show um, Obi-Wan looks at himself as like I failed Anakin yeah. Um. Because he thinks like he he was my padawan. He was my. It it was like it was on me, right? Um. And then he looks and he thinks like, like, like no. But by the end, he he has the change of heart because because of the way I, I love that shot as well. Um. Of the the half like helmet come off sort of thing, and you see half and yeah. half of the face. I th- I thought that was really well done. There, there was some wonderful bits actually, just in in that particular scene where they the helmet like. You know, he's cut in half, and the mask is cut in half. Um, the lighting of it was really clever because mm. you had Obi-Wan's blue light sort of highlighting Anakin's side, whilst you had the red lightsaber highlighting yeah, the sort of yeah. Vader side. So I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Light side, dark side. Um, yeah. You the, And the way they modulated that voice, so it, it was a mixture of it going in and out of... Hayden's voice and Jones's voice and you know the the way that they handled that and allowing Hayden to actually come through it in that I thought was really clever and very very well done um I mean the battle itself again um I mean it was great to see them face off and there's been people saying well that changes what happened in you know because they weren't supposed to have met like again and you know from out before a new hope sort of in between revenge of the sith and a new hope and that's not actually true because the the line of very helpfully the line in a new hope tails off where vader goes i haven't uh, you know, I, I sense something, something like I sense something, something I haven't sensed in, and he tails it off. So he doesn't. I mean, when we all assumed that that was the last time, you know, it was going back to the last time that they met, being in when he sort of chopped into the sixth. But there's there's nothing to say that they couldn't have met at various points in between those two films. 
So um, that, that I think, was perfectly reasonable that you had this battle here. And it, it I mean, I'd be surprised if the, the two of them met directly again if they did something with this, because I think, but I think this puts an interesting kind of full stop on that, you know, and, and closes that chapter a bit for him, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so something which I wanted to mention, I mentioned I had two specific problems that I said I couldn't really talk about until the spoiler section. Yes. Uh, so I should probably talk about those. Um, so two things that like, because the same thing happened to two characters one of which I sort of wasn't as bothered by it and then it happened again and I was like okay the Inquisitor getting stabbed with a lightsaber and then Reva getting stabbed with a lightsaber and when when I'm watching in episode 6 Reva doing what she's doing and she's you know navigating the world and doing what she's doing I just couldn't help but look and think you've just been stabbed by a lightsaber and like and there's there's even a little moment um when she's fighting Owen and uh Luke's mum and dad mm-hmm. and i think it was when Owen's got this bath he's got this staff yeah. kind of th- I, I don't know what it was called and then she cuts it in half and then he like i can't remember how he did it but he poked her in her wound part yes. and she you know in tv and film when someone gets poked in the wound and obviously it would hurt and that's a, supposed yeah. to be a distraction or or, or like to stun them and it's like okay, that shouldn't be a wound. That's a, that, that's a like it, it's funny because um, like Paramount Plus came out this week, and one of the things that the um, obviously in the Halo series that the what they called the Covenant can do is they've got these like space sword kind of things. They're a bit wider than a lightsaber, yeah, because they kind of got two points which sort of mesh together. It's a bit strange. I saw someone get stabbed with. I'm not going to mention who it is, but um obviously they stab and kill people because they're, they're villains so it's interesting watching that happen in halo and it's like it, it it's basically a space sword like a sci-fi sword yes right and someone gets stabbed one of those with one of those in halo and straight away because they, they clearly show you the wounds and everything and you're like you're dead yeah and then it happened obviously it's it was a bit like shown a bit differently obviously you've got disney plus going on here as opposed to paramount because in Halo, they've not been afraid of like showing violence and stuff. And obviously, it's a higher-rated show uh, in terms of its like age rating and stuff. And then I come over to this show, and I think of like the Inquisitor scene, and then I see um, Reva getting stabbed, and then um, that, I'm I'm glad both the characters did survive because I I was interested in the Inquisitor and I wanted to see more of Reva. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just it. The moment where, because it with the inquis with the inquisitor when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. And then I heard about like, oh, this breaks canon and stuff, and I was like, oh, well, we'll, we'll see. That was in episode one. We'll see like if he comes back and stuff. But, but some for some reason it hadn't clicked for me. But when I'm watching Reva walk around in episode six, I just couldn't get it off my mind of like, you've been stabbed with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, there, so I I saw a, a tweet about this uh, particularly um it was the it was a, a meme of the uh you know the disappointed cricket fan that sort of stands there with his hands on his hips and um all oh, right yeah the uh and, and the, the the comment above it was um Qui-Gon Jinn watching all these people get stabbed with lightsabers and surviving <laughs> which yeah, is he, true because I mean that you know he completely died when he got stabbed like that with the lightsaber um I, I mean there is the argument that I guess they are wearing some form of armor and maybe there is something in the suits that help protect the inquisitors in some way. But I mean, yeah, I, that, that is true. Um, because we had the Grand Inquisitor get stabbed and surviving and we had Reva getting stabbed and surviving with lightsabers. So yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you miss vital organs, you might survive through that because it is essentially cauterizing the wound as you stab the person. But I, so I, I don't know. But yes, um, well, it sort of leaves a hole in you as well. Well, it does. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the, there are there are kind of issues with that. Um, speaking of the Grand Inquisitor, actually, I hadn't quite placed the face of who that was. It's Rupert Friend who. Yep. Uh, people will know from homeland i guess uh we will yeah the main that he's known the uh I, I i hadn't really made the connection until i kind of looked it up afterwards but 
that was the thing. If you've watched Rebels, you knew that that character was probably okay because he's in Rebels, which is after this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that, he sort of had to survive. Um, See, I knew that char- I hadn't seen Rebels. I knew that character was in Rebels, but other than that, I had only seen like a picture of him before. So, yeah, I, 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 I knew some, nothing about the character. Yeah, there was some suggestion of maybe it's a different like Grand Inquisitor, but they were the same race, so that would seem a little bit weird mm-hmm. if that was the case. Um, uh, Jason Isaacs did the voice of um, Grand Inquisitor in the TV show, in the Rebels TV show, but uh, yeah, obviously we've got friends doing it. I wonder if they approached Isaacs to do it, but he was, I, I think he was on a TV show in the US at the time, so maybe he did, couldn't mm-hmm. do it for that. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, but- Rupert did a great job with it. My my other problem, because that was, that was one of my problems I mentioned I had too. So you got your episode 6, you've got your start of your um, Vader versus Obi-Wan fight. Very, very cool. Obviously, you know, nobody's going to argue that's not a cool idea. The execution of it could be bad or good. But then you, you start it off, you start kicking off this fight, and they're, they're throwing their lightsabers and all, all this kind of stuff. And... I didn't have, I mean, apart from the the stab thing with Reaver, I didn't have any problems with the Reaver and Owen and the mum scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what? Why would you? And this this is when I talk about structure of things. And this was a a more quicker example. But you've got Obi Wan and Darth Vader dueling out with lightsabers. You you don't cut away from that to show anything else. And I'm fine with them if they because they maybe should have played the scene of Reva doing what she was doing before and then cut to the the Vader Obi-Wan fight because that all should have been in in one not one take but that should have all been one long scene I think I I don't know I was okay with them cutting backwards and forwards between that I I that actually didn't bother me particularly um there has been some questions about whether um Owen and Baru should have actually been trying to take on that you know essentially a sort of sith apprentice um on their own i mean whether that was you know and particularly as they you know get murdered by stormtroopers later on so you you do kind of wonder if they really would have the ability to do that necessarily although reaver is quite seriously injured as we've spoken about at that point so I, I don't know. Um, she, she's yeah. also not sort of trying to kill them because she's trying to go after Luke, isn't she? So yes, I mean she's trying to. She could have easily as... killed both of them, I think. Yes, um, quite possibly. But so, yeah, she's going after Luke. Yeah, and so. uh, maybe that is some of her sort of Jedi side of her coming out. I mean, Reaver, I think, is a really interesting character that I like they, her a lot. They could do more with because you've you've got. It's one thing that we've not really seen, you know, the conversion from the dark to the light side generally happens with characters, you know, such as Vader and other characters we've seen when they're close to death. You know, they've had a sort of last minute conversion from one Mm -hmm. side to the other. Yeah. With Reva, it's not that, you know, I mean, she she makes the decision not to kill Luke and kind of seems to turn more towards the light. But it is what now and that would be a really interesting character to explore because you've essentially got somebody who is is more of a gray jedi you know he's he's not entirely light and he's not entirely dark he's sort of trying to do the right thing but he's you know he's not sure where they fit in the world and i think that would be a really interesting character to follow um so i do hope they do more with her either a disney plus original yeah, I, either, as a, either as its own series or certainly a really interesting one to follow in the comic books format as well. Mm. Um, the other character I want to see more of is Kamal Najani uh, as Hija, um, who's the con artist that, that sort of poses as a Jedi. And I, I don't know how far you could take with that character, but I I mean, I love Kamal. I think he's brilliant. And I I would just be really interested to see 
character somehow in some way. Um, whether it's him popping up as a side character in some other future series, or whether I, I don't know whether you, yeah I don't know whether you could sustain an entire series with him as the lead, but right, it's still a really interesting setup. The sort of the idea of this kind of street level. He is a con artist. That is true, but he's also I mean he was helping people. I mean, yeah, yes, he yeah. was taking money from people, but he was helping people and t- helping them get out. So he he's another sort of interesting one with multiple sides that you could do more with moving forward, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are some, some interesting characters that are introduced in here. You've got um, Tala as well, of course, which is uh, uh, Indira Varma, who's... I mean, been in everything, <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rome, yeah. Game of Thrones, Luther, Carnival Row, Torchwood. Uh, I mean, she's popped up in so many, so much stuff. Um, who was great in that role, and that sort of, you know, the Imperial officer that's that's helping them on the path. I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, How would you rank this against? So, if we're to take okay, Obi Wan, Mandalorian season one and two. And Boba Fett, how would you rank those, I suppose, three seasons of TV? Um, or or three shows? Different. I'd certainly put it on a par with The Mandalorian, I, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think Boba Fett I would put, put at the bottom. Um, I thought it was interesting and, you know, again, filled in some interesting backstory and, and again, was probably more character-driven than I think people expected, although it had some great moments in it as well. Um mm. But mainly when the Mandalorian came back in, so you know, I mean, I, yeah. the, I, I, I don't, I mean, I enjoyed that series, but I think if you were ranking them, I would probably put that at the bottom, and then this and the Mandalorian series about sort of level. I would say, yeah, yeah. I think Mandalorian for me is like a ten. This is like a nine, and then Boba Fett's a bit lower at like a seven. But if you take those Mandalorian episodes out, it's like a six. Right, you, yeah. you, you could almost you could almost take it as like, okay, obviously you've got two seasons of Mandalorian. Let's say Mandalorian is one thing, then Obi Wan, then you could almost have like episodes five, six, and seven of Boba Fett, and then episodes one, two, three, and four of uh, of Boba Fett, because yeah. they're almost kind of like different segments of things. So, um, yeah, but no, I I put Boba Fett at the bottom. Um, and what I like because you, you sort of mentioned alluded to this bit earlier about like people kind of getting bored of like okay stop having characters wander through the desert because we had far too much of that in, yeah. uh, in in obi-wan and um yeah i i, I think they listened when it came to this yeah yeah because you, you didn't have as much of that um so yeah because it, it, it also kind of takes up a bit too much screen time unless there's important conversations happening between characters but Obi- obi-wan when he was doing that was mostly kind of on his own so mm-hmm. Because uh, obviously you got Fennec who's um, walking around with with Boba Fett, so they can have conversations, but still. So yeah. yeah. Um, what's the next one that we got? Is Andor, isn't it? Uh, yes, Andor, Andor is the next one, um, mm. which is going to be an interesting one because it's it's not um, a sort of main characters as such but it is connected to one of the best star wars movies you know rogue one was a really I, I, good film i don't like rogue one <laughs> I, I, well yes <laughs> I, and i i've heard that from some people as well but i thought rogue one was a particularly solid film so yeah. um and certainly the way they use vader in that was outstanding and oh the vader scene is great but um I mean, you know, when is Darth Vader not at least, you know, entertaining? Yeah. Um, I, learned from this? And I think that's one of the things with this. I think, you know, they, they're rounding Vader out as a character more rather than just being yeah. big, scary villain. You know, um, you're, you're seeing a lot more rounded parts to Vader, both in well, back in Rogue One. Um, I mean, yes, he is a big, scary villain in that, but it's the first time we'd really see him go full out on that. I, and in this, they do some great work with Vader. Um, you know, I mean, there's the point where they're trying to escape in the ship and he he sort of grabs it out oh, of the air and pulls it, it down. Look, it didn't even look like he was putting in effort. No. He, he just kind of, because he's obviously, we, we know he's so powerful, he's so strong. Um, and that's interesting when you watch when you watch Vader doing what he's doing, 
uh, and specifically with the Force, because he's not a fast character, but he's more of like a brute and like obviously mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with him. But yeah, like it, it didn't even have like his hand up very high or anything, but it, it like it it made sense. Like when when he's doing that, you're like, yeah, cool stuff. Vader could do that because he's Darth Vader. So <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was brilliant. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um. I would say uh, the, the 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 other thing, I mean, you know, talking about sort of little errors and things, there is the one other scene where um, Vader and Obi-Wan sort of first meet and he sets the stuff on fire. And you do kind of look at that and go, he really, I mean, that that would be the one kind of error, I would say, in that because it didn't quite work, you know, because... There is no reason why Vader couldn't have just kind of gone over and killed Obi Wan at that point, yeah, because he had him on the ground. Mm. So, I, 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 yeah, that I was just like, you could have done. Yeah, they needed to work that a little bit more. I think that would be the only kind of bit where which really kind of jarred a little bit with with me. I would say, um, but overall, I think. It was a really solid addition. I I loved what they did with it. I like the fact that you know you got to bring Hayden back. I I, I surprised they didn't do a bit more de aging on Hayden because I mean he is quite a lot older. Ewan was always a little bit older anyway, and and that sort of works. But when you're de- he he doesn't look that much different to when he did with the sort of beard towards the end of the movies. Whereas Hayden visually on his face, you can see that he's aged a bit and I'm surprised they didn't do a bit more work when they were doing the flashback stuff mm. that they didn't kind of de-age his face a little bit more, but um, a minor point really. That. Yeah. Yeah. I thought those flashbacks were brilliant as well, yeah. especially when I can't remember like all the specific lines, but how, how Anakin starts to get a bit more rough during training and Obi-Wan's like, you know, you want to like, because he's talking to him about his anger and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in a way that makes sense for Anakin is like all the sort of like no mercy talk and stuff. And you can kind of see the the threads of that dark side stuff coming out where he's like starting to lose a bit of that control. And Obi, you look at Obi-Wan, he's kind of thinking like, hmm, how do I like manage this? How, what, what do I sort of do? about this and they're just like disagreeing and stuff about uh how that's how all of that is working so i i really enjoyed those scenes uh, again if you if you have a parallel of like those scenes as opposed to their their last fight in this in the season i i think there was some really really great work going on there or that yeah. was done there so yeah and and it did that flashback scene helps sort of point to the way um obi-wan kind of taught taught him um or or knows him well enough to know that he can get vader to um if he can get vader sort of angry he can get him to kind of lose his focus which is what he Mm. ended up doing you know you can because he knows from anakin he knows that he will yeah like the when he actually launches down onto the planet in that sort of escape pod thing he does it because he knows that vader will follow him because he knows vegas vader's very single-minded because that's how anakin could be so he's yeah i i think all that stuff was really well done and informed the kind of wider story you know overall i i really like what they did with the series i thought it was very well thought through mm-hmm. um definitely I love the I I love the little cameos as well because we did get a couple of little cameos in there. Uh, one of Ian McDermott uh, as Palpatine, which uh, you know, nice little sort of thing. I'm glad he popped up. Mm. The other thing being Qui Gon showing up at the end. It was like the first time we've seen Qui Gon, you know, on, or Liam Neeson as Qui Gon, and, and they give him the sassiest opening line of going going took you long enough, <laughs> and he turns up. Yeah. Um, because there's even that scene where Obi-Wan's sitting by himself in like a shuttle thing and he says like something something my my master like he's alluding to him I was like oh yeah. is he going to pop up here and then he didn't but he did later so yeah I and I'm glad nice they, they paid that off because they've been talking about that for a while and I mean 
that's of um, Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith as well is because he, you know, Yoda says to Obi Wan uh, about the fact that an old friend has found a way to make contact through the Force. So mm. it, it's something that's been teased ever since then of the fact that it was Qui Gon that worked out a way of of like communicating through the sort of force ghost idea Mm. um and i so i i like that we actually got to see that and i think there is potential if they do go on and make another series with this there that could be quite an interesting sort of thing moving forward because we're still not seeing quite the sort of zen master version of uh, you know, which we had with Alec Guinness in A New Hope. We're still, you know, again, Obi-Wan is still sort of more emotional and, and figuring out things. So yeah. what we sort of see at the end of that was him maybe going on that journey of, of being a bit more kind of zen at the end of it. Um, so I, I think there is a potentially a, another story to tell whether that's either you know a full series or some sort of movie or something else i think there is more you could do with these characters in this time period and make an interesting story out of it so Mm -hmm. i mean whether they will or not who knows but we'll see yeah um do you want the season two i i would very happily have a season two of this um you know i it, it would be a different story you'd probably have different characters you probably wouldn't have leia back leia back in there um you know, the only person you definitely need is Obi-Wan. And, you know, I would like to see a bit more Qui-Gon show up in that. I think that would be the obvious way to do it is maybe a story revolving around Obi-Wan with some help from Qui-Gon popping in and out, maybe. Mm. Um, and and you could bring some of the other characters back, whether it's Reva or Hajar. Hadja or you know there, there might be some reason to have those characters pop in um, but you probably would end up with it set on Tatooine in that particular case I yeah, would have yeah. thought I, I do definitely because we know like where Obi-Wan goes and stuff but I, I do think I, I, out of all these characters I do think the doors open most for Reva here um, mm-hmm. because you've still got you've got a bit of an incomplete journey I mean um, with that moment with Luke and everything, and she she sees herself there and and all that uh, because of what at, at the time Anakin did. Um, I I'd like that explored a bit more. Um, I don't know if that would be in what well, an, an Obi Wan season two obviously would need to be centered around him, but you could bring Reva back, but you could also do the other option, which is give her a, a Disney Plus show um, if there's enough demand for it, which I think that there is. Um, so we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, alright, is that everything? Yeah, uh, I think that's everything. Cool. Uh, so yeah, let us know uh, what you all thought of the of the series. Is there any of these other characters you'd like to see uh, spun off? Like I said, I, I'd like to see more of Reva. Uh, what do you think of seeing all the returning characters and all that great stuff? Obviously Darth Vader in there and Obi-Wan in there. Um, what did you think of the six episodes, the length of them, all, all that kind of stuff? Let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Uh, everything that you've got, uh, you can send those in to matthewdentertainmenttalk.org. Uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also an email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. So get involved that way. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Um, so take a look out for all of those. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can either listen to more episodes that we've done, you can find them on the site or the podcast platform, so that's either by going to entertainmenttalk.org or searching for entertainment talk on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, you can also tell other people, you can simply just tell them about the podcast that we're doing and they can come and discover them for themselves, uh, or you can share them around on social media, that kind of stuff, in different places that you talk to people on social media, that sort of thing, so feel free to share them around on there if you can. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast review options. Uh, I did mention on Twitter yesterday, by the way, I'm going to be making some changes to Patreon next month. Uh, the reason I'm doing it next month is because uh, I can tie that into a chat podcast episode and discuss the changes I'm going to make. So look out for that in, well, there's only about a week left of the month, isn't there? So um, look out for that soon. Uh, so it's Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. You can support us through that. Um, TV and film news, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, David, what's going on with things over there? Uh, there is 
it's been a couple of interviews recently. Uh, I interviewed the stunt coordinator Matt Lafleur for um, who's worked on Shining Girls, the Apple TV series. He's also worked on basically every Batman film from um, mm. Batman Begins through to The Batman as well. Uh, but he's also probably one of the bigger things that he does. He's the double for Chris Hemsworth for most of his movies, uh, particularly the Thor films as well. So he, that was a really interesting guy to talk to. Uh, he's a stunt coordinator in his own right, as well as being a, a stunt man. So, um, yeah, he, he talks about a whole bunch of different things on there. That's the behind the scenes podcast we did this week because there wasn't a normal Geek Town radio show this week because I was in London interviewing the cast of Halo, which um, that was an interview with Pablo Schreiber, and Natasha um, uh, McClone and Kiki Wolfkill, who is the um, EP on that show. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so I interviewed them. And there is a video of that interview up on the website as well. So you can go and check out the Halo TV series interview. Uh, I did a uh, game review for the new pack that launched for Planet Zoo as well. The conservation pack, which is, is one of the best updates they've done in a very long time. There's a lot of TV news going up as as well, of course. Um, there are premiere dates for all the Disney Plus shows for July. That's gone up. Uh Obviously, Paramount Plus launched as well, so there'll be things going up about Paramount Plus. And, yeah, lots and lots of other news and bits and pieces and air dates and all that sort of thing you can go and find on geektown.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a couple of TV shows coming out, just a few, recently. Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah. if you want to check out those air dates, find out what's going on, geektown.co.uk and geektown radio. Um, so check out all of that. If you want to find some fun content over on Twitch, fun content over on Twitch, uh, you can find Bex over there. She's streaming. You can find her by searching for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. She's doing Tomb uh, Raider or Tomb Failure uh, over there. Lots of fun, random, cool, interesting stuff. Uh, so go and check out Bex. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, Eddie Talk UK, for my different gaming streams. Um, last night I did uh, two streams because... Um, the new PS Plus tier thing is out, so I tested out a bit of uh, the first Abe game and, of course, a bit of the first, uh, sorry, the second uh, Toy Story 2 uh, game, which is the, the PlayStation 1 original version, so I tested those out. There's a very cool rewind feature that you can use in the save states and all that kind of stuff. There's different graphical options, so I streamed those. Uh, those should be on YouTube by now. I think they came up on YouTube. YouTube doesn't even tell me when I, my, own, my own videos have been uploaded. But uh, go and check us out on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays, uh, lest we can find the archive versions, basically, of the Twitch streams, the FIFA career mode episodes, and the game clips. Um, just uh, make sure you check it, because YouTube doesn't tell you when new videos come out for things, because YouTube is broken. Uh, but you can check us out on Twitch at eTalk UK and Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube for all that content. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.